Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Exciting and new Come aboard We're expecting you And love Life's sweetest reward Let it flow It floats back to you Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. I am your host, my name is Chris Lockhart. Uh, tonight, uh, I am joined by five people. Well, I guess I'm the fifth person. I'm joined by four people. Sorry, <laughs> my, my math's a little off here. Um, so first up, uh, I got my co-hosts in crime. Uh, uh, first up, we have Lillian. How's it going, Lillian? We are functional, and we're good today. Functional, functional is good. That is good. Uh, next up, we have Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? Well, good. Hello, everyone. And last but not least, we have Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kev? All right. I am also functional, and I think I might be stealing that for work tomorrow when I'm asked how am I doing. Perfect. Steal it away. It throws people for a loop. <laughs> And we have, again, a special guest this evening, Michael Dean Jackson. How's it going, Michael? It's going well, thank you. Excellent. So, Michael, for, for those who may not uh, be aware of who you are, please introduce yourself. Tell us tell us a little bit about you. Okay, well, I'm an artist and a writer. Uh, I, uh, As a M.D. Jackson, I am an artist for book covers and uh, magazines, etc. Uh, as a writer, uh, I write under the name Jack McKenzie. I've got half a dozen novels, and I'm working on uh, uh, working on a seventh right as we speak. Nice. Um, I'm also a podcast producer. I've produced the podcast for the Dark Worlds magazine, um, and uh, I've also produced a podcast called uh, Balloon Juice, um, which uh, is has been on hiatus for for several months and. Uh, May get started up soon. We're not sure. Nice. Perfect. All right. Well, for tonight's episode, we're talking about our bucket lists. Um, so these are the things we wish to accomplish or have accomplished. Maybe we've already, you know, checked some of the things off this bucket list. Uh, before we kick the bucket, meaning before we die, these are things that we want to do. Um... And, uh, you know, like, I, I know I blogged about this before. Uh, I'm sure we've done an episode somewhere over the years. 
Um, but it was when I was guesting on Kevin's podcast, you know, I brought up one of the things on my bucket list and uh, actually maybe a couple things. And then we got talking. I was like, you know that we should do this as a, as a podcast episode. Um, so let's go around the table. Oh, and, and I should point out, uh, sorry, dear listener, there is a bit of a format change going forward with the pop culture pub. So tonight is the first episode of the Pop Culture Pub where it's just going to be the topic. We are just going to discuss what our topic is. If you listen to us and enjoy the news and discussion uh, part of it, um, have no fear. Uh, On this very podcast network, the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network, we have another podcast called Geek Follow Reloaded. And it was a quarterly news and discussion podcast, but now it had it has been upgraded to a bi-weekly news and discussion podcast. So if you're interested in our picks and pans, if you're interested in um, us discussing, you know, current news topics, uh, be sure to give that a listen. It'll either be before or after this episode on this feed. I'm, I'm not sure which, so... Um, so bear with us. This is a, a, a new uh, a new style that we're going with, but uh, be sure to check out Geek Fallout Reloaded. All right, so let's uh, let's kick off our lists uh, of uh, uh, our bucket lists. Uh, Lillian, what's first up on your bucket list? Um. Okay. So when I had to rank this, I was really stuck because my top ones are very probably are they're aligned so mine is traveling specifically um i would love to before i kick any buckets i would like to travel to um japan korea um ireland you know australia (laughs) well maybe not australia with their spiders because their spiders (laughs) are creepy but, I mean, my little sister lived there, and she sent a photo once of being like, look what crawled out from the table. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, but ideally, I just, I'd love to travel more. I'd love to, to be able to get places, especially ones that um, I know where there's been fam- favorite movies of mine filmed in, or if, you know, there's something significant about them. I just, I want to be able to take in some history and elevate myself. Excellent. Um, pretty generic and simple, I think that one. No, that, that that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'll jump into because uh, one on like and my list is in no particular order. I'm I'm just jumping in because uh, mine is also travel. Um, so I got a few diff- different destinations. I wanna I wanna go on a couple cruises. Um. <clears throat> My my family and I did the Alaska cruise in 2016, and that, that was the first cruise I ever did, and I loved it. Uh, um, it was fantastic. Uh, and the whole pandemic cruise thing, it, it's not dissuaded me at all. You know, I, I would love to go on another cruise. Um, there is one uh, uh, that is offered by, um, oh, the Love Boat uh Oh, what are, what are, what are they? Um, princess cruises. Uh, cause that's who we went through. Uh, princess does a, a cruise from, uh, I think it's. Are they L- the ones to do the Star Trek one? Cause I think Garrett's on a Star Trek one. He just was. 
I don't know. I don't know if it's Princess Cruises that does the Star Trek one. They might. I, I've never actually looked at that. I yeah, I would love to go on the Star Trek cruise. That's that's one cruise I would love to go on. Um, but there's one from L.A. to Fort Lauderdale that goes through the Panama Canal. Uh, I would love to go on that one. Um, just because the Panama Canal fascinates me. Plus, you know, it'd be beautiful. Or it'd be you know, I I think you have the option of the two week or the four week cruise. I would go on the four week cruise. For sure. Um, and another, you know, aside from the Star Trek cruise, I would love to do an Antarctica cruise. Because um, I'm just fascinated with the bottom of the world. I don't know. I not, You know, I know it's all uh, relative, right? Like, you know, is it actually the bottom? But on a, on a globe, it's always the bottom of a globe. So I've always been fascinated with Antarctica. So I'd like to go down there. Um. I would love to um, do a, a travel to the UK. I would love to go see uh, where Coronation Street is filmed because that's one of my favorite TV shows. Um, I have relatives that live in Scotland, so I would like to go to Scotland and meet some of them. Um, I've been to Germany, but I'd love to go back to Germany. I had, a, had such a great time. And I mean, this is 21 years ago since I've been to Germany, so it's been a while. Uh, I have a friend that lives in Germany, so I'd love to go see her. I have a friend that lives in Finland. I'd love to go see her as well. And my brother-in-law's family lives in Sweden. So I'd love to, to go there and, and see all of them. And uh, this was on my list because we originally we were going to record this episode on February 25th, I think. Uh, so it was before all the chaos happened in the world. Um that we're currently living in. Uh, one of the places I wanted to go to was Chernobyl. Um, because they do those tours where you can actually go in and, uh, you know, see Chernobyl. And, you know, since they built that new enclosure, I'm really interested to to go check that out. Because, you know, just the engineering and, and, and everything that went into that is just fascinates me. I love... Watching documentaries about Chernobyl, I've, you know, like the miniseries they did uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, no, I guess it was three years ago now. With uh, Alex, Jared Harris and um, Stellan Skarsgård. Like, Chernobyl just fascinates me. But unfortunately, right now, I, well, I, guess, I guess I'm not going to be going there anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, not only do you not want to go there right now, but we're pretty close to it, you know, creating problems again like the last the yeah. last i heard it had no no power and was running on backup generators and the site technicians were being forced to run it at gunpoint yeah and yeah it sounds like it's it sounds like it's only a you know a hair away from i don't know exactly what happens i don't think it blows up but it sounds like it's only you know, it's right on the precipice of being an, an issue again. Well, That's the th pretty much the weirdest thing was reading an article where it talked about how the radiation spiked around Chernobyl because of all the dust that was stirred up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see I'm that. I'm like, oh, stop touching things. Well, they, they actually, like, they, they bombed it. They shot at it and bombed it. Like, it's I crazy. Like, I from what I think they have power now, but, yeah, I think they're... Their people are being held there against their will to 
to keep it going. And the thing with Chernobyl too is it's still melting down. Like it's still going to be melting down for the next like twenty thousand years. Oh, so right. you know, like it's it's not a problem that's going away anytime soon. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, fingers crossed. You know, this madness is going to stop. Anyway, that that that's my my travel. Uh, Michael, what what's first up on your bucket list? Well, uh, if we're talking travel, um, I've always wanted to visit uh, the Isle of Skye, which is in the north of Scotland. Um, it's one of the islands. There's a bunch of islands, uh, but it's one of the larger ones. It's above the Hebrides, um, and it is home to not only a rock formation called the Old Man of Store, which which I find absolutely a amazing and beautiful and i've incorporated it in 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 a lot of my paintings uh but it also has uh it's home to what they call these fairy pools uh which are you know basically very deep pools uh with rocks um and it's on my bucket list to uh to not only visit sky but also to to go swimming in a fairy pool uh legend has it that the uh these fairy pools were the portals to the um, the, so uh, the fairy realm, the fairy world. Um, and uh, so that's something that's always fascinated me. And that's that's so that's on my bucket list, basic, basically, to go to the Isle of Skye and, and swim in a fairy pool. And that's and I've got very simple tastes. Nice. <laughs> and very simple, very simple ambitions. But that's that's uh, that's that's on my bucket list. No, that that's a, a that, yeah, that's a really good thing to have on there. That's cool. Um, Kevin, what's first up on your bucket list? All right, I'll I'll go ahead and continue with the travel theme tonight. Uh, well, for first round at least. Um, and mine are like yeah, part of me wants to go to Ireland because that's my family's history, mm-hmm. but it would be you know it'd be one of those ones where you kind of go along on a tour bus and make a stop and you know there's a bunch of other annoying tours with you like it'd be a trip like that Mm -hmm. but i want to do kind of like geeky ones and the two big ones for that for me are england and japan um england i always remember this quote from alan moore where he says uh i have books older than your country (laughs) which i just loved but like that's what I would want to do. Just go around like random, you know, use bookshops and, and comic shops around here and just find stuff that I've never seen before here in the States and Japan. Um, like Tokyo has a few other ones where they're full on mag manga and anime shopping districts. Like not like just mm-hmm. a store in a mall, but, like an entire block of the old oh, man stuff for that. Uh, San Francisco has a Japan town in mm. it. I mean, like, we've all heard, you know, like, you hear of Chinatown some places, but this is a Japan town. Mm. And got, like, a little in, indoor strip mall kind of thing that I was able to go through. I mean, this was, like, 15, 16 years ago. But it was just, like, full of all sorts of manga brought over from Japan, anime, and, like, the type that they have there where every magazine is, like, 
you know, here's this giant magazine with all this new manga and it comes packaged with something just to get you to buy it too. So there'll be like a DVD, a toy, a, a shirt, whatever, like all of them have little gimmick things to try to draw more attention to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had like all the crazy sodas and snacks and everything like that. And that, you know, I mean, of course I'm a, I'm a white middle aged male in America. So of course I'm into Japanese culture. <laughs> So many of us are. Yep. But, and, and there's also the wrestling element of it, too. Like, if I did, oh, I yeah. want to see a Japanese wrestling promotion and just see that style for it, too. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, And as far as, like, the manga and anime aspect, like, it's crazy, like, how, how big it's gotten. Uh, like, it's it's good. You know, like, uh, like I remember... Um, you know, liking anime and stuff in the nineties and, and, uh, you know, it wasn't really a big thing back then, but you know, like my daughter's huge in anime and I, and I love the fact that she's reading all this manga, you know, it's, you know, it gets kids reading. That's, that's fabulous. Oh, someone's, someone's getting a communication. (laughs) That's my phone. (laughs) Excellent. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> R- Ragnar, uh, what's first up on your bucket list? Well, since we're on the, the travel theme, I'll just throw in my, my travel bucket list. Um, I love travel. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a huge part of what I even do is for my, my work, right? Like yep. I travel all over, mostly Western Canada, but all over Canada doing shows and part of that is because I, you know, like making money. And part of that is because I just love traveling. And I don't care if it's even, you know, even going to Lethbridge, Alberta is fun. And I, I yeah. still enjoy traveling and seeing seeing things that are different. And, you know, so I, I'll go almost anywhere for almost any reason. It doesn't take much to convince me to, to go somewhere. Um internationally i'd really like to go to iceland it's not that far away from us of Uh all the nordic countries it's the easiest one to get through or to get to um and i'd really like to go to australia um which is funny because i fucking hate the heat i you know anything above 25 degrees i start to get miserable but yeah Australia has always appealed to me and always excited me and it's on my bucket list. And the biggest reason I haven't gone is just, it's so far away from us that just to get there is so expensive and so time consuming. But, um, you know, if if money was no constraint and all that, I'd definitely love to go to Australia. Um, and I'm sure New Zealand would be equally fascinating. It'd be pretty cool to do the, you know, the Lord of the Rings tour and go to all the, all the places they used in the movie. I've seen lots of um, posts on Instagram from uh, the Travel New Zealand account, I think it is, where people mm-hmm. go to the sites and try to recreate the scenes. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't think the Amazon series is going to be very good, and I don't think it's going to inspire people to go to New Zealand to, to or wherever they shop it to go pose at things but the peter jackson movies will mm-hmm. and i suspect 
even 20 years from now, that will still be a thing. People going to New Zealand to visit places they shot the Lord of the Rings films in. Um, and then, you know, the, the U.S. is a pretty interesting place to visit. It's, it's a lot of fun for Canadians because the language is similar and the culture is similar. You know, it is a bit different, but especially in, in the South, um, some of the accents can be a little tricky. But as a whole, you know, you get to go somewhere different, but it's still kind of the same. You don't feel super alienated or anything. You don't feel like, oh, man, I can't communicate with these people. So visiting the States is always a lot of fun. Um, um, and I'd love I'd love to visit more of the States. Um, and there's still parts of Canada I'd love to visit. I haven't been to Newfoundland. I haven't been to Labrador. I have not been to Quebec very much. And I've never been to the territories except for the Yukon. So, you know, I'd love to I'd love to go see Baffin Island someday. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, if if I had the extra money, um, like if I ever won the lottery, I'd do a lot of traveling, I think. And and I would love to just like yeah. visit different territories and provinces in our own country. As well as the states. Oh yeah, Can Canada's Canada's beautiful, but it's really frustrating. So I was looking at, at taking a trip with my friend in June. Mm-hmm. And for two of us, we could fly to Toronto. And just the cost of the flights is a clo- even on sale prices right now is close to a thousand bucks. That's just to get there. But we can get a package to Las Vegas yep. for the same price that includes the hotel and the airfare. Yep. And I've seen flights to Iceland cheaper than flights to Montreal. Yep. And it makes no sense because Iceland is a hell of a lot further than Montreal. As a Canadian, traveling within Canada sucks. It is mm-hmm. so crazy expensive. And then, you know, because the country is so big, if you want to drive... It just takes so long. And right now, gas prices are so insane, it's Ugh. probably cheaper to fly. Yeah. But uh, um, it always bums me out that Canadian tourism for Canadians is so expensive that most of us will go to a different country. It is getting better, though. My girlfriend just flew from Toronto <clears throat> to the coast here for a crazy cheap amount. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm uh, like whoa. Yeah, I know. Like, there's that swoop carrier. Like, they 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 sometimes have good deals. Um, yeah, but sometimes you gotta like you gotta like roll and and gamble a little bit. Like, if you wait until something comes available, you know, you can get a good deal. Yeah, but, but it just sucks what if, if you want to plan though. Yeah, what I found with the cheap airfare deals is they're not necessarily the time you want to go. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to go visit Toronto from June 10th to 15th. You're not going to find a good deal. But if you're just like, oh, there's a sweet deal to go to Toronto, but you have to go May 1st. You know, it's sort of, oh, okay, there are are super crazy deals out there, but it's hard to get a deal if you want specific dates is what I've found. Yeah. No, I also I live in Saskatchewan. It could be different. We have a much smaller population with a much smaller airport. Could be if you live near a major city like Edmonton or Vancouver, you might get better flights just by relation to the airport you're flying out of. 
Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I anyway, it's always it's always been a frustration of mine that you could go to Las Vegas or Iceland cheaper than you could go to Montreal or Toronto. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty ridiculous. Like um, with the convention, whenever I have to fly guests, people ask me. Uh, about flying guests from the states and ironically sometimes it's cheaper to fly in a guest in american dollars from the states than it is to fly a guest from toronto yeah. to us yeah i yeah i've been, i've encountered that and i and i know people that live in the southern part of saskatchewan and they'll drive across the border into um, north dakota <laughs> and catch a flight there cuz you can get these crazy com- compared to what we pay you can get these crazy cheap uh, flights in the states so they'll you know drive four hours into north dakota park their car somewhere and then take a hundred dollar flight from there to wherever it is they want to go visit in the states mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say i i work with a guy and that's what him and his family do they drive down to montana and fly yeah. from there yeah but crazy crazy but yeah yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Lillian, next up on your list. Yes. Okay, so this is why it made it hard for me because my number one and number two on my bucket list. So number one is traveling to places. Mm-hmm. Number two is eating the food in those places. <laughs> <laughs> like, my goal, like, my kids and I, we used to watch shows like, uh, you know, You Gotta Eat Here, and mm-hmm. we'd make a list of places we wanted to go based on the food. And so when I think of my bucket list and places to go, it literally comes down to what do I get to put in my mouth? Uh, and I, I just, there's so many cuisines out there I've never tried. Like a friend of mine took his family on vacation before COVID. And like, for the love of God, when they were in France, his, his, his three-year-old was eating zebra. Like huh. those kids have a palate that they've eaten things I could never imagine. Like I, they're amazing. They're a lovely family too. But I just there's so many things I'd love to go and try and desserts and, and food and, and experiencing cultures and the way they do things like it wasn't until the pandemic that I realized because I ended up reading a bunch of books um, and it, it culturally like in Western culture, we're, it's so ingrained in us that this is the way things are that we kind of forget that there are other ways to do things and other ways to eat or to live or to function as a family unit. So mm-hmm. when I think of food and how we deal with it, but in some cultures, just the act of eating together is so – it's this huge occasion and it's so different. And I, and I just – I'd love to experience food from another person's – like just, just like that, like food – Excellent. Food is good. Yeah. Food is good. And yeah, that is one of the nice things about traveling is, is trying different things. Unless, unless, you know, you're like me and, and you don't like trying new things, but you, you don't mind trying (laughs) modifications of things you like, you know, like when I went to Germany, I wasn't eating a lot of seafood, even though it was readily available, but I was trying a lot of the pizza and that was fantastic. Uh, and I actually tried bratwurst, um, and I didn't realize there's a difference between German bratwurst and Polish bratwurst, because um, I used to work in a restaurant when I was 16, and the owners were Polish, and the owner used to have Polish bratwurst made for him, and I remember thinking it was the most disgusting-looking sausage, and it just smelled bad, and, and, and I thought it was terrible. 
And then I went to Germany, had German bratwurst, and, and it was amazing. And I had it with curry, and I'm not a curry guy, but I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, all right, well, next on my list, um, I want to own a Mustang. <laughs> that 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 is not a Hot Wheels or a Matchbox, a real, honest to God Ford Mustang, um, preferably a Shelby Cobra if I can get one. Um, if I win the lottery, um, that would be one of the things I would just buy. Um, like right now, like as of May, our van is paid off, and I would love to get a Mustang, but I know that's not practical. Um. But I, I think I'm gonna get a Bronco just because, like, where I live, you know, <laughs> you know, the new, for the new ones or an old one, a new one. I, I I like those new ones. Um, if if I if one's available, I, I would get one. Um, but oh yeah, right. <clears throat> but but then again, like my my uh my e my Chevy Equinox has been really good to me. So, but I, anyway, anyway. Um, I would love to own a, a Mustang, like a real Mustang. I, it doesn't like it could be a classic. It could be a new one. I I actually like the the new Mustangs. They're they're I think they look nice. Um, and I'm not a car guy. Like that's the thing. Like my cars are practical. Like I got I got a I got a minivan. I got or a Dodge Grand Caravan. I got a Chevy Equ a 2006 Chevy Equinox, which is my work vehicle. Um. I'm just a practical guy. Like I, like I, I, like I can't. I'm not like all about the horsepowers or the sound systems or anything like that. But I just love Mustangs. You know, like I've always wanted one. I collect the Hot Wheels and the Matchboxes. Like I've got like I forget how many I've got. At least three or four dozen. I want to say. Um, and some of them, like some of mine, are actually worth a lot of money. Like I've mm. actually. I was actually looking on, uh, what was it, Amazon? One of the one of my Mustangs. Someone was trying to sell it, and it was like eighty bucks. I was like, holy shit! Maybe I should sell these things. Um, but I just like looking at them. But if I had a <laughs> Mustang, I wouldn't be looking at it. I'd be driving it around. I like you know, like some people want, like when they get older, like they want to get like a bike or something like that. But I mean, I used to I used to have a trail bike when I was younger, and I. Like now, it's like no, I, I don't want I don't want someone to hit me with their car on my bike. I don't want, um, I, you know, I I don't want to wipe out myself uh, because I'm mm -hmm. getting I'm getting older and it's hard to recover. Uh, whereas like a Mustang, like a car, you're more secure. It's more you know, like you're more safe. Um, and I and I I drive like an old lady. I don't speed so. Like I'm, I'm good that way. So yeah, uh, owning a Mustang—that's what—that's what I want to do one of these, one of these years before I die. Uh, Michael, what's next on your list? Well, uh, I've never been interested in going on a cruise. Um, however, one of my uh, great loves is uh, the stories of um, uh, the C.S. Forrester's. Horatio Hornblower novels. Uh, mm -hmm. I absolutely love those. Uh, also, the uh, Aubrey Maturin books of uh, Patrick Bryan. If you've seen mm -hmm. Master and Commander, you know you know what that's all about. Yep. So I've always wanted to take a trip on a tall ship. Uh, that is Ooh. 
like a pirate ship or like a, the old, you know, the wooden ships with the, yep. with the, with the, the keel. Um, that's one of the things that is definitely on my bucket list. My daughter keeps promising one day she's going to take me on a tour or take me on a cruise of a, a tall ship vacation. Uh, and I absolutely will be in my, uh, in my glory. I, uh, I love the old, uh, you know, movies about sailing and sh- pirates and mm-hmm. ships and all that. So this would be uh, a chance to live that, uh, that adventure. Uh, the only thing I'm concerned about is uh, getting seasick. There's probably a good chance that I will spend most of the trip seasick, so I'll have to pack a lot of um, seasick tablets and ginger and stuff like that. But um, but I am that's that's number two on my bucket list is to take a a tall ship vacation uh, and to uh, pretend that I'm a an old you know, old sea captain. That is awesome. Um, and to, and of course, I'll keep thinking about that John Macefield line: "Give me a tall ship and a star to steer by." Yep. Uh, and uh, sea fever. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, the closest I've ever come is to that pirate ship in West Emmett's Mall. That, that's as close as I've come to one. <laughs> and even that one's cool, you know. But I mean, I know it's not it's not real, obviously. But I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to be on one of those. But yeah, definitely seasickness is a real thing. Uh, which, like, even as a kid, I, I never got, like, motion Like, I, like, if I went on, like, a carnival ride that went, you know, too fast or whatever, like, then, yeah, I would, you know, feel sick or I might throw up. Uh, but just riding in a vehicle or being on a boat, I never got nauseous. But when I was on that cruise, um, I think it was a, it was one, I, there was one night I remember waking up and it was like 4.30 in the morning and feeling nauseous. Uh, just because we were hitting a lot of chop or whatever. And I remember thinking, wow, like this is, I've never felt this. You know, I felt sick, but it's usually, you know, alcohol-induced or, um, you know, some sort of bug. Uh, it's never just from the, the the motion of wherever I'm at, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I did once get sick on a houseboat, but, but that might have had, the, you know, more to do with the six bottles of McEwen strong ale that I drank yeah. before, so... Yeah. Oh, that would do something with it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's a good one there, Michael. Um Kevin, what what's next on your list? So I'm going to go with one and uh I was thinking about it um over the past couple of weeks with uh MD on the show talking about all the stuff that he's been doing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, I've always wanted to get uh, comics published that I wrote, novels, you know, short stories, something like that. And I've had small things get put into, you know, uh, an anthology magazine, but I really want to get, like, that big story out there somehow. Mm-hmm. And I keep, you know, I keep doing my own stuff that's, like, a lot of reviews and some personal stories and stuff like that. But I've never pushed forward with the the longer, more creative one, and I and I definitely want to get that done. Like a, a couple of years ago, I said, "Oh, I'm gonna publish a comic story." Um, you know, one that I wrote. I wasn't even trying to draw it too uh, before I turned forty, and and then that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you see the articles for like how old Stan Lee was when he first started writing. You know, fantastic. 
Four and Amazing Spider-Man and all. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can do this. It's just, you know, it's it's focusing, it's setting down the time, it's you know making the time for it, and and then I'm like, well, if I'm if that's my writing energy for the day, then I'm probably not writing this other stuff too. You know, whatever it might be, even though I probably could do both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, spend spend less time on like Twitter or Facebook or something like that. <laughs> use, mm-hmm. use that time for this. But I just, it's when I really want to get to at some point and just do it and put it out there. And and I almost wonder if it's the uh, the process, the doubt, the anxiety over doing it one time and once I can do it one time and know how mm-hmm. or or learn along the way that it might make it easier to do it again. It does in some ways. Um, but uh, <laughs> the when you've done your, your one, you, you know, you tell yourself, yeah, I've done this before. I've done it before. I can do it again. Um, but you you find that when you're doing it again, you become a little more ambitious, and it 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 you know you set challenges for yourself where you should, uh, and and it you know it it does not become easy to the point where you can just knock it off in a in a weekend like some authors can. But I mean, uh, it it always is difficult. But yeah, do the first one. You know what? Just write it. Just do it. Uh, find if you know. Um, there, there's a there's a movie that says if something's important to you, you'll find the time. And I think Kevin or um, Chris would probably know what movie that is. But um, there is no limit on it. Don't you know? Don't give yourself a time limit. Uh, you know, say I got to do this before this age. Just just do it when you when you want to do it. And and you know, don't worry about it whether you're making progress each time you sit down and write. I mean, you know, Neil Gaiman wrote Coraline in 50 words at a time. Um, so, you know, just if you can, if you can knock out a sentence, if you can knock out a, you know, a paragraph, you're, you're that closer to the end. So anyway, that's my advice unsolicited, but there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Um, yeah, that's really great advice, man. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, you know, one of, one of the things that I've, I've always I can't remember who, where I read this, but write every day. Like I, I, like that's what I think Harlan Ellison said that, like you have to write every day. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you don't use it or whatever you need, you know, it's just like, like anything, like if you're a musician, you gotta, you know, play your instrument every day. But if you can, if you can do that, yeah, that's Stephen King says that he says that he, he just sits down and starts writing. He said inspiration will strike anywhere, but it's more likely to strike the guy who's sitting, already sitting at the typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right. Uh, Ragnar next up on your list, sir. Well, I mean, I, I'm somebody who's always interested in a lot of different things and, you know, I, I like I like to dabble. I like to try different things. Um, so, so sometimes I'll pick up a thing and I'll try it for a while and I'll realize, nah, it's not really my thing. And other times I'll pick up a thing and it becomes something lifelong. So, you know, I've always been interested in Vikings and, you know, Dark Age and medieval history ever since I was 14 or 15. And, you know, now I'm 37 and it's 
not only something I'm still interested in, but directly connected to how I make my living. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of different things on my bucket list. I have a couple of ideas I'd love to write out as a book. I, or books. I have a couple ideas I'd love to write out as screenplays. Um, I have a side hobby business right now where I buy and sell I don't know, junk, I guess, antiques, collectibles, furniture, kind of whatever comes my way. And that's something that I've also done more or less all of my life. Um, Sometimes out of necessity, sometimes out of fun. Um, When I started, started up again last winter, it was mostly out of boredom. I couldn't do my real job because of COVID. Mm hmm. And I was making money between my online stores and I was on the government help, the CRB program. But I was so bored because I had all this time and I didn't think that I was going to be back at work in 2021 at all. So I started buying and selling stuff less less to make money, although that was nice, but more just to to have something to do, uh, which then, of course, meant in the summer when when randomly and suddenly everything opened up again, I was completely unprepared. Um, But anyways, that was a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. So something that I have always wanted to do, but never have done yet is go to a different country for the express purpose of buying junk from that country to ship home and resell here. (laughs) I, I've met people in my life who do that. I've met a person who does that on, like, you know, on a huge scale where they live in Britain and they fill sea can containers with antique furniture and ship it to Canada where it gets resold. But the people who have done it that I'm more interested in are on a much smaller scale where they'll, you know, I'm going to fly to this country and I'm going to stay for a week and I'm going to rent a car and I'm going to travel around and buy all kinds of junk at thrift stores and flea markets and antique malls and things like that. And then carefully package it all up and mail it home. Um, I don't know that I would ever want to do that as a career. But I think it'd be really fun to you know, take two weeks and go, especially in the long Canadian winter here, go somewhere warmer like even just Arizona or perhaps Australia or somewhere like that and just pick and go, go hit up all their thrift stores and flea markets and whatnot and buy all kinds of weird stuff that you just don't see very often here. Then come home and sell it all. And, you know, the idea being hopefully you could pay for the trip from what you sell, but Mm -hmm. even if not, it would still be a lot of fun. Um, So that's, that's very high on my bucket list. I guess in a way it is connected to traveling because mm-hmm. I'd like to go that I couldn't go regularly to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's something I've often thought about and, and often been like, man, one of these days I'm going to do it. And, you know, it looks like we're going to reopen this year and it looks like I'm going to be back at work full time without interruption. So either next year or the year after I should be in a financial position to do something like that. Yeah. I'm taking a, two-week vacation and I'm going to, you know, New Mexico or Arizona or Texas and I'm going to just go shopping for things that I think are neat and mail them home and then sell them when I get home. 
Cool. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's something I've always wanted to do. No, that's very cool. I think you'd you'd find some really interesting things. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think it could be a lot of fun. And, I, you know, I enjoy selling stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been selling stuff through Facebook Marketplace. I have a booth at an antique mall in Edmonton. And I also um, buy and sell stuff through auction houses, which is sort of like gambling because... You know, you can bring in an item and you know damn well this item's worth a hundred dollars, and sometimes you get twenty bucks for it, and sometimes you get three hundred. It it's it's like gambling, mm-hmm. uh, and I like gambling, so I enjoy that part of it too. <laughs> it's more enjoyable when you get way overpaid for an item, but yep. it's still kind of fun not knowing, you know, okay, there's an auction today, and I have no idea how much money I'm going to make. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, and then of course, yeah. the absolute coolest pieces, the cream of the crop. Well, you keep that for yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, my house is old and it's tiny, but it's got some pretty interesting accent pieces in it that I've picked up, and probably ten years from now will just be full of stuff like that. Excellent. Um, Lillian. Um. What's uh, third on your list? So I would really like to. I'm kind of stuck on this one. Um, I think I just I'd like to to accomplish something with my event that I run, or just to get into a place where it. I, I'd like to. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to be known for for something. I don't know. It's it's funny because it really comes down to an existential. I want to be known for something useful before I die. Uh, but at the same time, I'd love my event to take off and that I could leave behind a legacy of nerdity. Um, I'd love to see it grow to the place that it is just a foundational part of the community. Um, I'd love to, you know, I've met so many amazing people through comic cons and I've made mm-hmm. so many awesome friends that I'd love to continue to grow that community. And I think that that's something I'd love to be able to bring to other places and to encourage people to try new things like that. Like eventually someday I see it spinning off into workshops for people to learn how to be a vendor or how to run an event or how to do all these little things. But I mean, for now it is what it is and it's growing, but that's a, that's a big thing on my list is I, I just want to see that grow. I'd love to have that, you know, before, before I die. Well, yeah, because I mean it's it's pretty awesome. No, that, that that is very good. But I w- I would say, Lillian, that you've already you know um, left a positive you know imprint on a lot of people. Like I know, like for myself, you know, like I think you're fantastic, and I know everyone that has met you, you know, thought you were you know fantastic. Especially like 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 I haven't seen you at your show, but like I know at Vulcan, you know, like everyone thought you you were amazing and 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 did such a good job. We, we still think you're amazing. Aw, you guys are awesome. And I do love what I do. And I mean, I miss I miss Vulcan. I miss being able to run it. And it's funny because most of those shows, that was before I knew I had allergies. So every single time we would travel, I would get horribly sick. And mm. now I know what it is. And now I don't get sick like that. But I mean, most of the time, man, we were, I was, I was a <clears throat> infected sinus, gross mess. <laughs> But um, 
I do I do love the fact that I mean I know I know that people think I'm I'm a neat human and that makes me happy. I just hope mm-hmm. I can live up to that because half the time I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you know, that's like most of us, you know. And you know, we're just getting by but we, but we get by. Um but you, but you're you're doing a fabulous job, Lillian. Um Well, hopefully we get to have some fun <clears> here. Yeah. Um, all right, well, next on my list, uh, I'm combining two, uh, and these are also travel-related, and these are also probably, you know, either I win the lottery or something happens where I come into some money, because um, I would love to meet all my podcasting friends. Like, I, you know, I've, I've, of course, met Ragnar. I've met Lillian. Yeah. Um, you know, Ragnar and I, you know, we get together every once in a while and Lillian, I'm hoping to get together with you sometime, but like, I've never met Mm -hmm. Michael. I've never met Kevin. Um, and recently I did a guest spot on Miss M's, uh, Diary of a Dorkette podcast. And I've, I've been telling her for years because we've been like, we used to podcast more regularly, um, years ago. And I, I always used to tell her, like, I'm going to come down to Texas and, and you know, and we're going to go, uh, we're going to go dancing or something. Cause you know, she, you know, she loves to go out and she loves to dance. And, and, uh, I would love to get a tour of, of Texas, uh, from her. Um, but I've never actually met her. Um, I have friends, uh, with, you know, the Atomic Geeks podcast, I'd, you know, cause they usually go, usually every once in a while they'll meet up. And go to like a craft beer festival, and then you know they just by by the end of it they're they're uh, quite drunk, and it always seems like a good time. So I'd love to jump you know jump in on one of those. Um, yeah, I'd love to go out uh, with Kevin sometime, and you know maybe hit a comic con. So that's that's part that's also part of it is I I've always wanted to attend a major comic con. So like for example, I'd love to to go to New York Comic Con. And, uh, you know, like maybe Kevin and I can meet up and, and hang out. Like, I think that would be fantastic. Um, that one's on my bucket list to go to. New York is, is definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. I, I noticed that, I, Chris, I noticed that you mentioned this several times and Kevin has kept quiet. Perhaps he's dreading that you might actually do that. <laughs> yeah. I, it's It's just, you know... You, you hear all of the terrible things about Americans, but then you'd have to see it. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I've, it wasn't maybe my first trip to America. I've, I've been to America a few times. Um, and like I said, I, 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 to, I might be embarrassed of my, uh, my home country here. <laughs> oh, don't be like, you know, like, can't, like I, like I've told you before, Kev, you know, Canada, we have this reputation of being nice people and stuff, but, uh, we're not all nice. Some of us are, are jerks. Like I'm not. I'm not speaking of myself or or Michael or Lillian or or Ragnar. Um, but you know, Canadians as a whole have a reputation of being these super nice people. But uh, that's not entirely true. Um, we we can be just as as mean and and miserable as as any American. That's for sure. Um. But yeah, I would I would love to go to like go see a major Comic Con. Um like I like the biggest one I've been to is Calgary. And I know it's the biggest 
one in Western Canada, like for the Prairie Provinces anyway. Um, but I would love to go to, or San Diego. Like, I, you know, I'd love to hit up San Diego sometime. But at the same time, I would like to also meet my podcast friends at the same time, possibly. Like, I know the com, uh, uh, the Atomic Geeks, sometimes they go to um, the Chicago Comic Con. Or C- it used to be C- C2E2. I'm not sure if it's still called that or not, but um, yeah, I'd like to like do that. So I'm combining those two as my number three. Uh, Michael, uh, what what do you have on your list? Well, I, um, in regards to accomplishments or you know things, you know. Uh, professional kind of things i have been very lucky i've been very fortunate um i mean i have been to a lot of conventions i I used to go to a lot of conventions when i was younger uh when i lived in vancouver uh i actually was the host of a radio program called the ether patrol and through that uh got myself invited to a number of uh uh you know cons in the lower mainland area vancouver uh seattle spokane uh some places in the lower mainland uh and i've had a lot of Really good experiences and really uh, I mean, I met a lot of amazing people. Uh, and but yeah, no, absolutely, I would love to travel and meet to you know you and 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 Kevin and 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 Ragnar and and Lillian and you know everyone. It would it would be swell to to meet the people that you you know meet in person, the people that you you know uh, get to know online. And actually, you mentioned Miss M and, and actually mm-hmm. I've known her for a long time. Uh, we were uh, back in the old blog days of yeah. Uh, you know, blogger. We uh, we used to correspond back and forth. So yeah, she's um, she's uh, she's fantastic. Um, there was a fellow who I wanted to meet. Uh, one of the uh, one of the pl- destinations on my bucket list was actually Brooklyn, uh, in New York, because one of my um, good friends that I'd never actually met um, was an author named Derek Ferguson, uh, and Derek wrote a series of novels featuring a character called Dylan, who's been described as the black James Bond. Um, he also, he's written, you know, a, a number of other characters, or he, he did fortune McCall and, uh, and, um, uh, Sebastian red. And, uh, he, um, uh, has written a num- you know, he wrote a number of short stories. Anyway, it was long my ambition to go to Brooklyn. He said, absolutely go when you, you know, when you come to Brooklyn, actually, when I, the last time I spoke to him on the phone, uh, actually, he was the first guest on our uh, Dark Worlds podcast, and he said, you know, when this whole pandemic thing is all over, you know, he said, come to Brooklyn, you know, we'll have a barbecue on the back, on my back deck. Uh, very sadly, uh, Derek passed away um, about a year ago, mm. and um, so, so you know, uh, it, I, I would still love to go to New York, but, but yeah. that side trip to Brooklyn is, is a little bittersweet now uh, yeah. whenever I think about it, but um you know, there are still a lot of people that I correspond with, a lot of people that I've worked with. Um, and one of the things that I used, I've always, you know, like, like I said, I've been very fortunate. I've been able to, to write and, and to, to uh, you know, to do illustrations. I, one, one of the things I always wanted to do when I was a kid was to be a pulp illustrator. I used to love old pulp magazines, and I would have loved mm-hmm. to have been, you know, an illustrator for those old pulp magazines. Things like Doc Savage or The Shadow or Captain Future. Uh, Captain Future was illustrated by a guy named H.W. Wesso. Uh, and I always wanted to be H.W. Wesso, and I'm very, very fortunate got a, a chance to do that actually because Alan Steele um, began writing the the new Captain Future Adventures um, for a publisher that I happened to be working for, and and so I got the opportunity to illustrate these 
these you know new Captain Future adventures that that have been released through Amazing Selects, and um, uh, so that's the culmination of a dream of being a pulp illustrator uh, was doing the illustrations for Captain Future, um, nice. you know, and 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 of course working for Amazing Stories, uh, one of the things that I, that I'd always wanted to do, but. There is a magazine that I published. Um, the last one, I think, was 2006. It only ran for six issues. Uh, it was called Dark Worlds Magazine. It was a fiction magazine. It was through there that I actually got to meet a lot of people that I call friends. One of them was Derek. Derek actually wrote a number of stories. There's other authors who are, um, uh, you know, who've, who've gone on and, and had, I mean, you know, really good careers. A guy named Joel Jenkins who writes thrillers, and uh, he wrote stories for there for that magazine. Um, um, just a, a lot of people. Anyway, myself and author G.W. Thomas did six issues of Dark Worlds magazine. Um, one of the things that's on my bucket list, and it's it's been kind of a secret <laughs> ambition of mine, although I have spoken about it at length, is to revive Dark Worlds magazine um, for a, um, a wider audience. Um, I would love to be able to have the wherewithal i.e. the cold hard cash to um, mm-hmm. uh, publish a magazine that would, you know, present stories that would have appeared in, you know, the old weird tales or something like that. Um, but I'd love to, you know, uh, get, you know, new authors. Uh, I mean, I, you know, they're unicorns. Uh, I'd love to get a story from Neil Gaiman or, or a story from George R. R. Martin or, or, or any of those, you know, big names and combine it with, you know, some of the, the lesser known names, some of the friends from old the old dark worlds, um, I would love to be able to offer basically the premium, uh, you know, price for uh, for short stories uh, and and bring it uh, to basically a more professional level than it than it has happened before. So that's that's on my bucket list. That's my dream project. Basically, is to revive this old dark worlds magazine and uh, and. Re uh, represent it for basically a new generation. Awesome. That sounds awesome, man. Have and you thought day- about a different format? If it's not that kind of a format, because I don't know many people nowadays who are into magazines as much. But virtual wise, I know that definitely is a huge thing. You know, there's so many different platforms you can jump into like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking into all of that. Um, virtual magazines, online magazines, I've done those. Uh, you don't make a whole lot of money at them. <laughs> but, no, no, true. But yeah, they, um, it's we're, I'm looking at all sorts of different um, different formats. That's pretty cool. But, Keep us yeah. in the loop on that one. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, I for one love magazines. I, I you know, it just it just sucks that uh, you know a lot of people don't aren't into reading i guess or or not reading like physical stuff and i and i know i should I, I, oh go ahead michael i actually teach I, sorry i teach i teach a course in magazines i'm i'm teaching it right now actually we're, i i had a i had a class just this afternoon uh teaching people how to do magazines and cool. it it feels like a little bit of a um uh, it's like a lost art mm-hmm. um one of the things that I told people, most of my students are in Kelowna, so I told them to go to Mosaic Books because they have a huge selection of magazines. And one of my students went to Mosaic Books the day that they had taken away all the magazines. The shelf was still there; it was completely empty. She sent me, she sent Aww. me a picture. Um, so I was astounded that you know that that um, 
you know, uh, magazines do not have the the same cachet that they used to, uh, yeah. and it's a shame. No. But also, but Mosaic is a lovely store. <laughs> You've been there. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I know. Um, like when I go into a bookstore, I always check out the magazine section. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I miss you know one of the one of my magazines that I used to love growing up was Starlog. I, I that's you know. Like now, of course, the internet kind of made it obsolete. Same with like Wizard Magazine. I used to love that to get my comic book news. Um, but now with websites and, and that stuff, you know, there's just not a place for it. But I mean, I still love magazines. Like, I, um, like there's a when I was up in Grand Prairie, I was up in Grand Prairie doing a uh, one of my supervisor courses, and one of, they had this old fashioned like magazine store. Like it's a magazine store slash uh, tobacco shop, mm-hmm. um, and I, and, I love, and, I love those places. yeah, and it was, it was like a used bookstore too. Like it was, it, it was just so awesome. Like I was just, um, I bought a queen magazine, like, for, uh, the band queen. Um, cause you know, like they, they were there, they were that kind of magazine outlet that, uh, gets like foreign magazines and rare magazines. So yeah, I love magazines. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely unfortunately taken a downturn. Um, like I know going to visit my dad yesterday at the hospital, um, he he's getting so bored there. You know, I was like, well, I'll go go try and find your magazine because he's into hockey. So I was trying to find him a hockey magazine, and there's only one store in that town that sells magazines and. There's no hockey magazines there, just hunting magazines. My dad's not a hunter. He hates that. And mm-hmm. hunting and gossip magazines. Those were the only two that <laughs> were there. And my neither of those are my dad. Um <laughs> you know, they didn't even have any Archie comics. I thought, well, maybe I'll give him an Archie comic, but nope, nothing. <laughs> but anywho, um Kevin, uh what's what's on your list? All right, so this was uh, an opportunity that was supposed to come up earlier this year and got canceled, but ever since then, I'm like, i got to do this at least once. So I, I'm not physically gifted enough for athletic endeavors, just never have been. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I write and read and I speak and I... I can entertain and all. And last year, the usual um, ring announcer for my local indie wrestling company was not going to be able to do a show. And so the owner private messaged me and asked if I would do it. So told me all this stuff, um, you know, uh, have have a nice suit, wear that, uh, show up early, introduce yourself to everyone, let them know what they're what you're there for tonight, you know, if you want to do note cards, whatever, you know, some of the guys already, you know, I, like just giving me little pointers, but a lot of it I do just, you know, absorbing through osmosis. And then, uh, show got canceled. Um, New York state athletic regulations right now call for a doctor and an ambulance to be on site during any athletic contest. So that's everything from high school baseball to pro sports to still includes wrestling. 
and the doctor got COVID <laughs> and they could not find a replacement one in under 24 hours. So they had to cancel the entire show because uh, of it. Oh. That um, sucks. And, yeah, but since then, there's just not been an opportunity. Their usual guy who is very good mm-hmm. at it. Um, and uh, I don't know where he finds his suits. He had a, a Doctor Who TARDIS-inspired suit two shows nice. ago. I don't know where he found that. But very good guy, very cool. Um, so he's done all of them, so I have had an opportunity to. And honestly, this is the one that I have all of you on Facebook, but for any listeners that don't see, I take my son to these shows, too. Mm-hmm. So the one that I had this opportunity for was in a different town. He wasn't going to be able to come with me, which is why I kind of opened that up. So there's a part of me that's like, I could probably do more, but I wouldn't be able to take him. Yeah. And I don't want to lose that. Like, this is such a fun thing that we get to do together that I don't want to lose that. But I really want to do this other thing at some point, too, and I want the opportunity um, but, uh, so that's, that's on my bucket list. I want to be a part of the show, not all the time and not, you know, probably not higher than this level of things, but to ring announce or, or do like, uh, the play by play for, you know, their YouTube or something like that, or be a manager, like just something to be involved with it mm-hmm. and be part of the show it would be a lot of fun. I just want that opportunity at least. At least once, but I have a feeling if I do it once, I want to keep doing it. Awesome. No, mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be really cool. Well, I hope you get the opportunity. Yeah. Hope, and I'm actually because um, on my own show, I I interview a lot of them for my local promotion, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently one of our one of our local papers or internet news sites or whatever is doing a story on it. So I. I've been contacted to contribute to this as a as a super fan. Nice, that's cool. Yep, so yeah, we'll see where that one goes too. Yeah. All right. Um, Ragnar, what do you got next on your list? Well, um, I guess in a way, going back to the traveling thing, um, I'm pretty confident that because I make a significant portion of my living selling at comic cons i'm pretty confident that i can actually take a trip to a a bigger comic con like perhaps new york or san diego or even an international one and claim it as a business expense under you know market research and so i've always been tempted to to do that um because I think it'd be really fun to go to a Comic-Con and not be working it. I'm always selling at them. I seldom get to I seldom get to shop at them and I've never been to a panel. Um and I, you know, I have gone to some autograph sessions and some photograph sessions with celebrities, but it's few and far between given that, well, I'm here to work and this is my job. Mhm. So I've always thought it'd be really fun to, to, especially a bigger one where it's a, there's more to see and more to do. It'd be really cool just to go to one and and go to some panels and wait in line and meet people and things like that. Um, so I guess that's on my bucket list too at some point to to 
go to a comic con. All right, so here's and, the plan. You know, we're not, all going to New York City, and I will help run the table so you can go to panels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the plan. All right. Nice. Um, but other other things that I that I've always wanted to do is is there's lots of different um, skills that I don't have that I'd love to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm learning to cook, and I'm you know I have a few dishes I can make, and I'm a I'm an okay cook. I'd like to be better. Um. But I, you know, I'd love to to learn how to dance. I don't know how to dance. I don't know how to do any kind of dance. I don't know how to dance with a partner. I don't know how to dance at a club. I, you know, I don't know how to dance at a music festival. I have no idea. And so, as a result of that, of course, I'm always too shy to ever dance. But I'd love to take dancing lessons. I think that'd be really neat. And, uh, you know, I'd love to learn how to play a musical instrument. Because while I've bought guitars and bass guitars at different times in my life, I've never actually figured out how to really play them properly. And after a few weeks, gotten bored and moved on. Mm. Um, so I was, you know, picking up different skill sets is something that that I'd always I'd always like to do. And and um, I think there's probably quite a few different skill sets I'd love to have on my on my bucket list. Um, like most men, I you know watched forged in fire and i was like well i gotta do that sometime not compete on the show but you know forge a knife and and Mm -hmm. make make my own blade um i've done quite a bit of putting handles on knives i bought lots of pre-made blades and turned them into finished blades and and to a certain extent that can be the more challenging part because visually that's the part that everyone sees but I've never done the, you know, take a piece of steel and heat it up and hammer it out and all that part. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd sure love to. Um, I think the biggest reason I don't is just I live in the city and hammering on an anvil and running on a forge is just it's not really something you should be doing in a city. You, you, you get a noise complaint for that. You get a noise <laughs> complaint. And it's not that hard to, to set things on fire. And if you're working... <laughs> You know, in your backyard or your garage, it's not that hard to set them on fire. And in a city, you know, well, not only can you burn your own property down, but you can easily burn down a neighbor's property. Mm. Yep. So I think, you know, to a certain extent, you kind of have to have a shop out in the country that's in a standalone building. And so if things go wrong, you're not going to lose everything. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah, so improving my skill sets definitely on my bucket list excellent all right well let's go one more round um around the block so so give us if you have any more to give uh anything else on your bucket list and then an honorable mention something um that you know not necessarily go into details with but if you want go ahead uh, Lillian, uh, what do you have for us? This is a purely selfish one. I would like to master the gym, or at least weight loss, or some form of healthy living that requires me to shrink uh, to a place <laughs> to a place where I can actually, you know, just 
yeah. Um, I've never, I, I didn't grow up with, uh, my, I went to private school most of my life and they didn't have a PE class. So hmm. for me, physical activity was always difficult. And now understanding with an ADHD brain, my time blindness and my issue with time, um, my girlfriend dragged me to Aquafit two years ago. And it wasn't until I had to learn how long something takes that I stopped staring at clock to think, is this 45 minutes up yet? And once I learned that, now I don't even look at the clock when I'm at Aquafit. I don't look at the clock when I'm at the gym, but I realize there's so many things that some people take for granted. And so mm-hmm. ideally, I, I've actually started working on putting together like a breakdown ADHD course for beginners on exercise because exercise is so important to your brain. It, it helps when you exercise. It puts you into a different um, brain method, a different heart rhythm. It helps reduce chemicals that are built up in your brain when you're stressed. But we don't get taught any of it from that angle. Like it was always you need to exercise so you're not fat. Um, and it's the goal is not to not be fat. Fat people can be very athletic. Large people can be very athletic. It's just the point of, you know, understanding how to incorporate exercise into my life so that I am a better me. But at the same time, it's horribly daunting because someone says, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and I automatically go, do I have my workout organized? Do I know what machines they have? Do I have the right clothes to wear? Like it is horrible. It's this huge wall of, oh, dear Lord. Mm-hmm. So before I'm 60 and I'm ready to turn into the fat grandma who feeds all of her grandkids cookies, I would like to eventually figure out how to be a functionally exercising human. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, and and do you have an honorable mention? Mm, I would love to I've got a bucket list of celebrities that I would just love to shake their hand and and some of them keep dying before I can actually do that. So <laughs> I would really I would like to knock off that list and meet some of those guys and actually have a you know have a conversation with them. There's a there's a long list of celebrities or authors, mm-hmm. things that people that I definitely love to like I would kill anything to meet Stephen King. Like just to actually not just to bump into him and say, Hey, I'm a fan, but to actually be able to have a conversation with him. No. Ignore the man in the background. <laughs> but yeah. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, for my final one, uh, I had on my list, because I, I self-published a book uh, back in 2016. Actually, I did two. One was uh, just a, a collection of my blogs. Uh, that was my second one. And my first one was a... a a short novel that I wrote, which originally was intended to be the first of a six novel series. Um, so I'd love to go back and redo that book, you know, cause uh, it's def- definitely not polished. It's definitely, um, definitely needs an editor. Um, but I'd love to go back and, and just, uh, you know, pu- and get that going again get that uh, punched up i was also i had started um uh, writing short stories i actually submitted uh short stories to analog and uh isaac asimov's uh science fiction magazine and actually on spec um the the alberta-based uh western canada uh publication um and i got rejected uh by all those publications and i also submitted a short story to a 
book of short stories. Uh, I actually, yeah, I, I think it was based out of the UK. Um, that never happened either. Um, but uh, the on-spec ones, the ones I submitted on-spec, I really appreciated uh, the feedback I got from uh, uh, the editors on those ones because they actually like went through my short stories and told me what I needed to work on and, you know, why, you know, it wasn't ready for publication. Um, so I found that very helpful. Whereas uh, Analog and uh, Asimov's, I... Uh, basically just got your your story was rejected with you know no no reason um but the on spec people really are awesome like they really took the time and and read my stuff and um i just i would love just to get published in one of them at least once um and and to own you know like that issue and and in my hand and and know that i'm in it i think would be fantastic um That'd be amazing yeah so, so like, I just kind of fell off the wagon. And then the whole COVID thing, like, I I don't know. It's so weird. Like, I have all this extra, or I had, had all this extra time because I wasn't going anywhere. And you'd think I would have used that time to for my writing, but I didn't. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I just need to get back on that, on that, uh, on that horse again. You know, like, I, I got, I, bu I got bucked off. I got discouraged. And I just need to get back on and write again. So to speak. Um, and then my honorable mention, and I mentioned this when I was on Kevin's show, um, I've always wanted to throw a shopping cart. Um, what? Yeah, well, what? what so yeah, I got to lay out the scenario. Because uh, <laughs> I'm just envisioning, you know, like... In the Scottish games, they yeet the pole. I'm just envisioning you like yeah, it, it's some, putting his shopping cart. It, it's something similar. It's more of a discus throw. Um, and I'm talking Damn. about like the old fashioned shopping carts, not like these two tiered monster shopping carts they have now. Uh, just the old fashioned shopping carts. Um, you know, like I just imagine myself walking out of my local, you know. Uh, grocery store you know there's someone being robbed some shenanigans going on and the guy's running away i grab that shopping cart by the handle i spin like you know like how you throw a discus like i do my spin i get i gain momentum and then i just let it go and it's launched <laughs> it hits the guy knocks him down i get the purse back i give it to the old lady you know, I get my picture in the newspaper. You know, like that's like that's the scenario. Um, that's amazing. I'm sorry. That's amazing. And to be honest, like that's oddly oddly specific. Well, uh, the reason what well, I I know exactly where this came from. I I couldn't think of what I when I was on Kevin's podcast, but I know where this came from. Uh, this came from my bachelor days uh, when me and my friends used to go out Friday nights to the bar. And then we would go to, because we, you know, I live in a town, like, not anymore, like, the grocery store, back then, used to be open 24-7. So, all us drunks would go from, would migrate from the bar to the grocery store um, to get food. And I remember, you know, uh, you know, we were standing outside the grocery store at, you know, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, whatever it was. I was talking with uh, my fellow uh, bar patrons. 
you know, wouldn't it be cool to throw a shopping cart? And then, and then that, that's when we got talking about scenarios and, you know, why would I want to throw a shopping cart? And and I've always wanted to do that. But, you know, now we got these monster shopping carts that, like, those ones at Walmart and Costco, like, there's no way I'm throwing one of those. Um, me, You know, but the nice thing is they got those little ones now, like, at, at, at my local Friesen Brothers. Um... I could probably launch that one pretty pretty easy, I'm thinking. But anyway, I've always wanted to do that. I don't know why. Um, well, now, well, I do know why, but I've never actually done it. Um, there was one time when I was at uh, at the IGA, and there was this one guy was like wailing on this other guy. It was like it was weird. It was like New Year's Day. I want to say it was like 2006. Um, I think this guy must have owed this guy drug money or something. I don't know. All of a sudden, he just started, like, hitting him. And the other guy, the guy who was being hit was screaming for help. And I was thinking to myself, should I launch this shopping cart? You know, because I was in there picking up stuff, and I had a shopping cart in front of me. I was like, is this is this my moment? Um, <laughs> but the skirmish ended really quickly. The, the drug dealer, like, ended up leaving the store and... The other guy was like crying and it was like, uh, you know, and I was in the vegetable section. So there's all these vegetables in my way. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm just a vision you like eating a vegetable and be like, forget the shopping cart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, yeah. But I was thinking, is this my moment? Is this what, you know, is this the time? But it didn't, it wasn't the time, but maybe one day. But unfortunately, the IJ, which is now Friesen Brothers, has those big shopping carts. So unless I use a little guy, you know, I'm not launching that. But anyway, th that's mine. <laughs> just paid to see you with a little tiny shopping cart. Just prepped it at any time to use it as an ammunition. Well, and the nice thing, though, is I could, <sighs> actually I wouldn't even have to do the spin on that. I think I could just throw it just by picking it up. So, But anyway, uh, Michael, uh, what do you have on your list? Oh, that's 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 amazing. The throwing the shopping cart thing. Um, I'll tell you one of the things that I've I've done as I've written for I've written for radio, um, and when I was younger, I actually did do um, like when I was in high school. I mm -hmm. I made I made films. I made like little short films, little Super Eight movies. Um, so I have written for technically written for. Uh, movies that have been produced. I have written for television that has not been produced. I've, I've pitched TV series. I tried to write for the Beachcombers for crying out loud when I oh, worked cool. at the CBC, uh, and I did have a. I, I had a the one pitch that I that I said that they said yeah we would absolutely do that except we we did a show like that just last week so, oh. <laughs> so that's the one that we would develop. But um, so one of the things that I've always wanted to do is to create a. Um, Make a, an independent feature. Um, you know, when I was in university, I, I went, tried to get into the film school because I wanted to be Steven Spielberg, but uh, didn't get in. Mm -hmm. I would love to do a, an independent feature, and I've got sort of an idea, and, and I've been inspired by a friend of mine who, who's also uh, he's on our podcast occasionally, Nick Ward from who is from New Zealand. He's from Otaihanga on the Kapiti Coast of New Zealand. He actually is writing currently for. Um, a show called Wellington Paranormal, um, which I will talk about later. Uh, but he um, has kind of inspired me to, to, to write um, 
comedy about um, uh, a roller derby team, a female roller derby team. Um, but you know what? I've just been inspired to write this amazing scene where this uh, random guy uh, has to stop a <laughs> stop the villain by 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 yeeting a shopping cart at him. So if I, I ever get a chance, to be- if I ever get a chance to write that, I will write that scene. I will come to you wherever you are. I will say here here's your moment, and we'll we'll shoot the scene. And Excellent. You can, sh- you can throw a shopping. We're gonna cart call it at- the Lockhart maneuver. Okay. At- at the, the the antagonist who actually I was going to play, but so I might end up getting a shopping cart thrown at me. So there you go. Awesome. And uh, my honorable my honorable mention was actually uh, there's a and this is completely out of my uh, you know it would have taken an incredible twist of fate or a whole lot of money to make this one happen. There's a restaurant in Paris called the Restaurant Jules Verne. It's in the Eiffel Tower, and uh, you have to basically book two years in advance to even get a table. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would—I I would never be able to afford to live there, but that or to uh, to eat there. But that would be, you know, what a, that would be my honorable mention if if that could possibly happen. I would <laughs> I would be uh, overjoyed. But there you go. Excellent, uh, Kevin. Uh, what's uh, last on your list and your honorable mention? All right, so. Some point here, I need to finally get the comics organized. Mm. And right now, I have. Let me just check my app here. Uh, right now, supposedly, I have scanned in three thousand seven hundred twenty-five. Um, and I know not all of them are scanned, like anything I've bought with in the last month. Mm-hmm. So it's even higher than that. And the majority still do not have bags and boards, and they are not in any sort of order whatsoever. Mm. And I just want to do that, but I also want it to look nice. Like, right now, I I switched over to all short boxes, because I'm too old to carry long boxes around anymore. <laughs> um, So, right now, I just have, like, 20 short boxes on, uh, like, industrial garage-type shelves inside a room in my house. I'm like, this looks terrible. I can get to it. It's functional. It makes sense. But it it's aesthetically not pleasing at all. And I I go on message boards and I'll look around and if, if I'm traveling going to another comic shop, I try to look at what's going on there. Um I've flipped through like my old wizard magazines and seen like how people have stuff set up and all. Like I just, at some point, I want it to look cool, and I want it organized, and this isn't going to be cheap either. Like, a a pack of 100 bags, it's about $12 to $14 in the States right now, and boards are the same, so I'm near $30 to pack 100 comics, Mm. times thousands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's not going to be cheap. And then whatever shelving thing I, I eventually come up with. But I God, I know it will look pretty. I know it would look so nice when it's done. But it's not a thing I can just, you know, blow a bunch of money on one weekend and, and knock it out. <laughs> the thing of like, you know, when, uh, when, when I go to the shop and there's not that many for the week, then I might get some bags and boards too. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, then it feels like it's within budget. I, I, I can trick myself, at mm-hmm. least. 
and pretend it's within budget. Um, the other, the, the uh, kind of honorable mention, but I'll say last one, and, and it's something that it's been going through my head lately, and, and maybe some of you have felt the same. I'm looking through like uh, books, DVDs, CDs, just you know, media in the collection, and I'm aware that I'm the person that bought them. I'm aware I'm the person that brought them into the house. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I I made this point at work today. It's almost like you're seeing a James Bond movie or a Batman movie, and it's a different actor portraying the same character. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing this stuff. It feels like it, it was someone other than me portraying me who bought this stuff. And, and I know it was me, but I'm like, okay, that was something I cared about 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't need 20 books on this thing. I don't care about it anymore. But on the other hand, I'm like, but I spent money on this. <laughs> Like, I may as well have just thrown that money away if I'm going to just get rid of this. So it's it's been very... I, I need to make that psychological leap or break or whatever of getting rid of the past. Mm-hmm. And that in a way, you, you know, like, I, I know that people get upset of, like, oh, someone, you know, threw away all these childhood pictures and, and memories and all. These aren't memories. This is just flat-out stuff. Yeah. Like, I do not need. But there's a... It, it's the symbol of the investment of time and money that has taken me. It, it's difficult to get over to just say, screw it. This is all getting donated. Get it out of here. Someone else can enjoy it. I don't know. I don't know who was pretending to be Kevin 10 years ago when they bought this, but it's not me. Yeah. You could always take it to auction, man. I, I actually, um, I've been doing more with my eBay lately. Yeah. Um, I so side side story tangent. Uh, I was at work. I was fl- going through Craigslist. I'll I'll go about once a month. But my area, my local area, is not a big Craigslist area at all. <laughs> so I see a post of uh, hey about two hundred VHS for free. So I contact the guy. I'm like what's what's going on with this? He said uh, I bought a house. These were in the basement. I don't want them. I figured someone would. All right, so I got the address, and I said, well, do I need to, like, ring the doorbell or anything? He's like, nope, I'm going to put them on the porch. I don't need to be there. They're free. Just take them. And if you don't want them and I show up tomorrow to do more work on the house, I'll assume you didn't want them, and I'll throw them away. I'm like, all right. So I end up filling the car. There's more than 200. There was a ton of them. So filled the whole trunk, filled the back seat, uh, a little bit up front, and I I just started looking through, and it looks like it was an old video rental store that someone just had a bunch in their basement. Hmm. But wow. a lot of them were still sealed screener copies of, like, the tapes that would come out, like, a month or two ahead of time to play within the store as a preview for it. Okay. Ah, cool. So, yeah, so there was one of Scream uh, a still sealed. VHS, and it's just a screener copy, so it's got, like, the watermarks on it, and it goes black and white sometimes, and it's got, like, a order this today or rent today thing or whatever. Uh, still, someone wanted it for 60 bucks, though. Hmm. So that nice. was... Yeah, there was one tape that I got for free amongst all of this. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I, I, I got to do 
more with that because that that does make it easier to get rid of stuff it's like oh well part of me doesn't want to get rid of this but part of me would enjoy that money and what it could get for me instead right now excellent uh ragnar uh what is uh on your bucket list and uh what is your honorable mention well i'm gonna just keep it keep it short um so on my bucket list is something that I can't believe I haven't done yet. It's, you know, between the pandemic and now this surgery, I certainly should have and could have had the time. I want to watch the entire original Star Trek series. Hmm. I've seen random episodes here and there, and I've seen all of the movies but I've never watched, like, sat down, you know, season one, episode one, and watched the whole series through. Mm-hmm. And I know it's kind of dated, but I still think it would be really fun to do that. And I suspect that I would see lots of connections with existing Star Treks that I perhaps either wasn't aware of or had been told about. Um, but I've yet to do it. <laughs> Whenever I start watching them, I'm like, oh, you know, this isn't terrible, but it's not great. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's on my bucket list. Um, and then uh, honorable honorable mention is that I'd also like to rewatch Star Trek Voyager because at the time that it came out, I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. And I was always kind of hard on it. And um, I've only watched, I think, the first season before I gave up on it. And that means that for me, it can be sort of like having a new Star Trek because I haven't seen it and I don't really want to watch the new Star Trek. So I guess there's still that one out there. Yeah, that's I'm I'm kind of with you there, Ragnar. Like I stopped watching Voyager, I want to say halfway through season three, and then I came back in season four. I you know borrowed uh, some of my aunt's videotapes because she you know she was a Voyager fan, um, and she said, well, it's gotten way better with season four, and and it and it did. I mean, I enjoyed it, um, but then I kind of dropped off again in season five, and then. Uh, I came. I watched the finale just to see how it would end. Um, but I bet you I've only actually watched like maybe half of the episodes. So there's still like another half of the series I haven't. I've never watched. So I definitely, yeah, I wanna. I would want to do that too. But uh, all right. Well, I guess this is an episode of the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. But before we go. Let's play that little game of where can we find you on the internet. And Lillian, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter. Um, it's Talking Squirrel without an A, so that's me. Um, come and say hello. And uh, that's about it for now. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you can see me on Facebook. I am uh, the admin of several groups on Facebook, including the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. So be sure to come check that out. Um, and I'm also here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network of podcasts. Uh, Michael, where can we find you, sir? Uh, you can find my uh, my 
uh, online gallery at mdjackson.artstation.com. Uh, and you can find me, uh, Jack McKenzie, my writing at uh, Jack McKenzie Writer at WordPress.com. And I am on Facebook and Twitter, both as uh, Jack McKenzie and as MD Jackson. Excellent. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you? Hey, you can find my blog at MaskedLibrary.com, at Masked Library across most social medias. And I have my interview podcast series, Hellions Talks, is hosted over at the Retro Network. Excellent. And Ragnar, where can we find you, sir? Well, uh, my main website, RagnarTheTrader.com. I'm also on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook, all as RagnarTheTrader. I'm not going to lie, I'm not super active online. Um... I built this business around going to shows and events and meeting people and selling face to face. And of course the pandemic took that away from me and I did pivot online, but it is not my strong suit. And so I'm very excited to say that come April, I will be at all sorts of shows all over Western Canada again, including some in my hometown of Saskatoon. And I'm, just so excited to see everyone's faces and get back to doing what I love. So, yeah. So if you're fortunate enough to live in a city that I'll be visiting this year, please come out and say hi. Um, There is a page on my website called trade shows that lists the upcoming shows. It's usually about six weeks in advance and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing people again. Perfect. Um, All right. Well, thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Uh, I was Chris Lockhart. I was joined by Lillian Knelson, uh, Michael Dean Jackson, Kevin Decent, and Ragnar. And we will see you again in the not-too-distant future.